This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome again to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Brian Broaddus, uh, co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas and former Super Bowl-winning NFL scout. Brian, how's it going? You ready for uh, camp here? I am ready for camp, Robert. I got everything in one suitcase, which is always a challenge, but I think it's is part of being a scout, you learn how to pack. And you learn how to pack where you don't have to check bags because you are reading about all the things about all these airlines being short-staffed. So I'm worried about my bag being on a plane yeah. for an hour and a half after I arrive. So I'm doing all I can. I know there's a really good wash interior there in uh, Oxnard. So you bring five days worth of clothes. And then when you get to your fifth set of clothes, you – Go to the laundry mat, wash your clothes, and then you got another five days of clothes, and that's all I need for this trip. See, I'm always a, a really light packer, and I do pretty well. I'm annoyed that I will be checking bags because I like I pride myself on packing so little. But like you know, we got to deliver these podcasts while we're out there, so I'm going to have recording equipment, ah. and I don't trust checking the recording equipment. So the recording equipment will be the carry on, and then I'm checking all my clothes. So I'm hoping I don't get there without any clothes. Uh, but I think you and I are one and the same, right? We, we don't like flying that much. No, and it's funny, as I mentioned, being in my profession of being a scout, you travel quite a bit. And I've learned over the years uh, that the last trip I ever went on with the Cowboys was the trip to Buffalo. They got beat. It was the Kellen Moore game that they started, yeah. that Kellen started, and which was a weird trip in itself because Kellen's wife flew on the plane with us. And I don't think we've ever experienced that, but uh, yeah, he made the start and then we flew home and it was basically the weather was just horrible uh, in Texas. And, you know, we ended up having to divert to Houston, refuel, come back through all the bad weather. And I told Derek Eagleton, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not traveling with you guys anymore. And, then that's how I started doing studio stuff. Me and Lindsey Draper, Cowboys pre and post game show from the star. That's really a, a, just a bad experience flying on an airline. Uh, it birthed the uh, Dallas Cowboys pre and post game show from the star. So uh, yeah, that, if there was something bad out of something that made something good, I, I think that was what the I think that's what happened there. Yeah, I usually uh, every plane I've ever gotten on, I'm always convinced like this is the one that's gone down. Yeah. And, you know, people always say, oh, you know, the chances are like one in three million. It's like I feel like three million planes have taken off since the last time I flew. So yeah. 
I mean, I'm yeah. cheating death every time I get on. Yeah. Uh, all right, but we'll, we'll, we should be good. I'm looking forward to getting out there in Oxnard. I too. I really am. Yeah. Back with you. Uh, now, when we get out to Oxnard, the big question, I was saving this until our last show before Oxnard, and I wanted us to go over the 53-man roster projection. And people always like to chirp about this and get upset. But, you know, maybe they're like, why did you keep these guys on offense and not these guys on defense? And in one area in particular where that happens a lot is they'll say, well, we're heavier on defenses here, so they could carry more defensive players than offense. I'm telling you, it's almost like, just a guarantee about, I think, only one time in the last 15 years, the team hasn't ended up with 25 on offense, 25 on defense, and three special teamers. And so uh, you can pretty much guarantee that that's how they'll split it up, that they'll divide up the roster pretty evenly in terms of those numbers. So I'm going to just assume we have 25 and 25 on offense and defense, but it has occasionally happened before where they may have an extra defender or an extra offensive player. Uh, but even still, that usually gets corrected after a couple days when they put people on IR or do whatever they're going to do. Um, but I'm looking at this list, and so we're going to take the offense first, and I've just assumed that we'll have 25 there. And so, Brian, how would you like to do this? Would you like to just do position by yeah, position? Would you I like think, to kind of yeah, I think position by position. And to kind of follow up what you're saying, Bones Fossil will have a big say in those final. I'm not just talking about his special teams uh, – his special teams guys, uh, he will have a say in maybe two or three others yep. uh, that will make this football team. And, you know, you look at a guy like, will it come down like with a CJ Goodwin? You know, will it come down to Noah Brown? Will it come down to, there is always going to be that one or two guys that, make the roster because of bones fossils and you can and you can say well they're only going to carry three specialists when actuality they're going to carry five is what they're right. going to do yeah. and and they might take one of those positions from the offense might take one of it from the defense i mean you don't count on cj goodwin playing like snaps on defense if he's playing you're probably going to lose the football game in that regard trouble. yeah so yeah but there will be one or two extra guys that when it comes down to it the special teams coach will fight will mcclay mike mccarthy stephen jones and jerry jones to keep those guys on the roster first group on offense uh, and i'll just quickly without naming the players just kind of break down how i have it i ended out with nine offensive linemen four tight ends six receivers four running backs and two quarterbacks starting off with the quarterbacks i think cooper rush and dak prescott now they did carry will greer at times last year yeah. they did have three at a time and mike mccarthy is a quarterback guy um but i think there's just going to be a couple areas especially assuming you're gonna have to hold on to michael gallup for a few weeks without yes. him being up right that I you're just going to have to make a sacrifice somewhere, and that's probably quarterback, just my own opinion. No, I think you're absolutely right there. I think that, you know, uh, every year it seems that the practice squad rules change, and <laughs> so you can carry, like, veteran guys on your practice squad, and, you know, those were COVID rules and stuff, and I think that the around the league that the, uh, the teams appreciated having the flexibility to be able to do that. Yeah. So, Ben DiNucci – Will Greer, one of those guys is going to end up on your practice squad, likely as your third guy. Uh, next group, the running backs. And, 
I had a little bit of a tough time with this. So the the running backs that I picked, I picked four of them, including a fullback. So it's Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. I've got Malik Davis instead of Rico Dowdle, just because I we haven't yeah. seen Dowdle uh, out at these practices, just with you know recovering from the hip injury. So I don't know how ready he'll be. Malik Davis is somebody who does a lot of different things. He's pretty complete. He's not just a you know one trick pony. So. Uh, I've got that, and then I've got Ryan Nall as the fullback that can make it. It, it could be Nick Ralston or Ryan Nall, but yeah. I think they signed Ryan Nall for a reason. Yeah. yeah, Bob. I, you know, when I did my team, and I, I had I separated as the twenty guys that I thought were locks, and then I had the guys like you're talking about. We mentioned Will Greer, Dowdell, Davis, Nall, Ralston. I, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like that. I'm trying to figure out out of that group. I know about Davis. He catches the ball extremely well. He's not an explosive player. You know, how well will he play on special teams? I think the thing with with Rico is that, you know, how bad is that hip? Is it coming along? You know, is is it going to be a problem for him? Kind of getting the vibe that, you know, that he was going to be able to practice and things like that. So, I, I think the fact that he plays special teams, that might be one of those guys that we think about with the Bones Fossil. You know, do yeah. we, who's the, th- the third running back in Jerry Jones' mind? And I've lived this with him before. The third running back has to play special teams for Jerry Jones. Yeah, that's just, a, that's something he's always, always, always believed. So I'll be interested to see between Dowdell Davis. I can say Nall, Ralston. Does that mean, okay, there's going to be a true fullback? Or does that keep a guy like Jeremy Sprinkle? And I noticed in in your group, you know, we'll get down to the tight ends. I know you carried uh, four tight ends. Yep. And see, I didn't have Sprinkle on my list because I'm thinking, okay, is it going to be Sprinkle? Is it going to be Nall? Is it going to be Ralston? Or are they going to use Connor McGovern again if he's not the starter as that fullback guy? So I'm 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 kind of debating about those four guys that I mentioned, uh, you know, as side guys with, uh, like I say, just carrying uh, the the backs and the tight ends the way I have them right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and Dowdle was initially going to be their kick returner last year. And you right. mentioned Davis not, you know, having being a big speed guy. Rico Dowdle does have some juice. And so, I mean, I think they liked him and they wanted him to come into that role. The, the injuries have just been tough for him. Nall, I just looked at, I know he will play special teams. I know he'll catch out of the backfield. He'll do some different things. And so Nall just seemed to make some sense to me in terms of they also went out and they they made sure to go get him this offseason. Like he was right. somebody signed and brought in. Um, so I feel like somebody in there's got a, you know, a little bit of an affinity for him. Uh, he has a sponsor, as you would say. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. that's as you would say. I, I just, I, I co-opted the phrase. Uh, the receiver group, I've got. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, not ready to play right away, but I think he'll be close enough that they're not going to put him on pup. Uh, James Washington, Jalen Tolbert, Simi Fihoko, and Noah Brown. So that's six, but you're really operating with about five uh, to start the season. Yeah, I, I I like what you did there. And to me, again, I, I the, the top five that you have with Lamb, Gallup, Washington, Tolbert, and Fihoko, I like what you did there. I think the possibility that that sixth wide receiver, if, again, Bones Fossil doesn't fight for Noah Brown or Noah Brown doesn't show up, it might be real easy for him to move on. The sixth wide receiver in my book could be a guy that they pick up off waivers. 
Maybe sure. there's a guy out there that they like a little bit better that showed up. Maybe they find a Cedric Wilson type of a player. I'm not saying they get Cedric Wilson, but a type where you get a special teamer and a guy that you feel like you can develop as a wide receiver. So I would keep an eye on Noah Brown's spot, and or especially that sixth wide receiver spot uh, for a possible uh, waiver wire pickup or maybe even a trade if things look a little messy with that group. Tight end group, I've got four of them, like you mentioned. I've got Schultz, McEwen, Sprinkle, and Ferguson, mainly uh, because I felt like I could go a little shorter on the offensive line. We'll jump to the offensive line in a sec, but I thought I could go shorter there because of kind of the flexibility of the guys that they pick, guys who can play multiple positions. I don't know that they need to necessarily run super heavy there. And I think they did like Sprinkle last year and what he was able to contribute. And, uh, you know, with Dalton Schultz likely on his way out after this year, I just think that, you know, okay, we've got a, a veteran back here who can help McEwen and Ferguson along. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right about there. I have Sprinkle myself on that to keep an eye on list. I don't have him as one of my initial 20 because I, I'm looking, okay, what role is he going to play? Is he going to be just a blocker, a, a point of attack player? You know, I, I don't know if you can have a roster spot just for a guy like that. I need to see him play special teams. You know, when you watch the special teams practices, is he getting reps with the one punt team? Is he, you know, I mean, he's not the most nifty guy running. So to me, it's basically field goal team, field goal protection, and then maybe a blocking tight end. I don't know if that's enough to have a roster spot. See, the only reason why I would have Sprinkle in there right now is that I don't know that they think Jake Ferguson has an NFL body yet. I think they think he needs more time in a strength program. And so I think Ferguson is one of these guys where they can't practice squad stash him. And right. so he's, he's, you know, he's not somebody that I think I, – I think Ferguson might be the fourth tight end coming out of camp. Okay. And so Sprinkle would sort of function as the third tight end actually getting those snaps whenever they I like play. it. Yeah, I like it. I, I just need to find a spot for him the way. And, you know, if you if you feel like and if we get there and we get the discussion where it looks like that Jake Ferguson is getting overpowered yep. at point of attack plays and it's evident that he's not ready and he needs to be redshirted and active every week. Well, then uh, then Jeremy Sprinkle makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Or one of the other tight ends, you know, that we've uh, Ian Bunting or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, somebody, somebody coming along. And I think Hendershot, Peyton Hendershot, the undrafted free agent from Indiana. I think he ends up on the practice squad. I think they stash him similar to the way they did. Yeah, Jarvis. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, offensive line, I pick nine. I think you roll in there with Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele. Then the reserves are Connor McGovern, Matt Willetsko, Matt Farniok. And of uh, Aviante Collins, I've got McGovern who can play guard center. I've got Farniak who can play guard center. I've got Willetsko who can play either side at tackle. Uh, Aviante Collins who can play either side at tackle, and also Collins who has some experience playing inside a guard. So that's ultimately why I kept the nine, especially with Tyler Smith on you know starting there, being able to do some guard tackle stuff. So I think with the flexibility they have across the offensive line that they run a little bit lighter there and go with nine. Yeah, I I, I I I had Collins as my over on the side guy to take a look at. Kind of he and Josh Ball competing for that yeah. last spot. I think you've got it nailed, uh, but who is the last tackle going to be? Um, I don't see – I know they really like you know what you and I have learned about uh, Impey from BYU, yeah. the center. 
Lindstrom, I think, is a, a probably a year away. That's another probably practice squad stash right there. He's just not a strong enough guy, but he's super athletic. These guys are going to get a lot of work in training camp. They're going to get a lot of work in preseason games. You wonder about losing one of those guys if they show up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You you know, if all of a sudden that MP looks like he's a little bit of an older guy at 25, Lindstrom – I love the athletic ability. I had a really high grade on him. Matter of fact, I had him graded higher than Empey when uh, coming out of uh, of college's past draft. So you got to be careful if you're going to try and sneak one of these guys through. If all of a sudden we start to see that they're playing well in the preseason, maybe that means, hey, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Farniak, we're going to put you out there, and, and you know instead of that, but. Farniak in the mini camps OTAs showed some flexibility to be able to play some guard too. So that that in itself, I think Josh Ball, I think is is really skating on thin ice, and Collins seems like the guy that might make this team just about because of the a veteran guy that they probably don't want to go with. Well, let's go as the backup in case something happens. You're listening to the Love of the Star, the Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.